0: Hey, welcome back to the Frantic Thoughts Podcast, a video game and entertainment podcast told from a personal perspective. Each week-ish, we sit down, we talk about video games, movies, TV, video game news, and other things that I'm interested in the week that has just passed. And you might be asking yourself, who is this guy? Who am I? My name is Josh, also known as Frantic, and I'm just a lover of all things nerdy and geeky i guess (laughs) video games movies whatever so yeah i usually like to start the show with a topic but this week has been so crazy this whole entire past month february is probably february 2019 will go down as one of my busiest uh months of all time so we're just gonna jump right into what's happening here and just kind of talk about what i've been doing and there is a lot to cover here um Obviously I've been working a crap ton and uh, I I had the brand new job as a beer distributor and it's a lot of fun, I like the job. It's it's monotonous a little bit, a little bit repetitive but I can listen listen to up to like 40 hours basically of podcasts every single week. I can listen to podcasts the entire time at work so it's like the job's a little repetitive but I get to listen to a variety of people talk about a variety of things and that keeps me entertained at work so there is one little thing that was a little frustrating to me so a couple weekends ago i discovered and learned that i was supposed to be driving the company vehicle on the weekend so i was like okay i haven't done this yet so what do i do and apparently if i have the company truck i can't leave the premises of the area during my lunch so basically on the weekends basically this is how my shift breaks down i won't be talking too much about work so the segment won't be too long just so you know and it pretty much breaks down like this Saturday and Sunday, I will go in six or seven, depending on the day and work till about 11. And then I have the two to three hour break because I have to go back to the stores and pull them up again for the evening times around two or three p.m. They're kind of loosey-goosey with the the hours at this job. It's basically as long as you get the job done and you do it to the best of your abilities and it looks awesome, they're not going to complain if you come in an hour later or an hour earlier. It's kind of up to you as long as you get it done and there's no complaints. I know that's weird. I thought that was weird when it started, but that's pretty cool. But then my boss told me, hey, you can't go home during your lunch or your two to three hour, four hour break, depending on the day, in the middle of the day. You have to kind of just stick around the area so the first weekend i was like dude this this is a bummer i'm just kind of sitting at Wingstop for three hours like just piddling at french fries i'm like this is really boring why am i doing this it felt like a waste of my day so i ended up the next weekend kind of finding a little bit of a loophole hopefully there is an issue as far as i know this is fine to do so basically i go back i have to drive back to the warehouse then get my own car, and then go home and have lunch at home for two to three hours. It's like... uh, It was so frustrating that first weekend because I'm just kind of sitting around just staring at my phone. I didn't bring anything with me. I didn't have my Switch. I didn't have my Game Boy Advance or DS or anything like that. I was just like, I'm just sitting here doing nothing for three hours, and this is my time. I'm on my time, not the company time, and here I am. So, yeah, I worked that out, and my weekends have been better. Uh, But, yeah... So why haven't I made a podcast? I could tell you that it is just, I've been really busy. I've been working really long weeks, like 50 hour weeks, basically every week. And then when I'm off, I want to hang out with Sierra or we have some chores or errands to do, go do, or hey, we, we we go out and it just takes longer than we expect. Or, you know, it's just crazy. And then the days that I've been feeling like, hey, I want to sit down and record. I'm just so burned out from just constantly doing stuff. And it's just been one of those months where it's just like, oh, my God, I got, I got a podcast out. But, oh, my God, I'm tired. I'm so tired. But, yeah, we ended up buying some big purchases this week. Uh, first off, we bought Sierra her camera. So I can talk a little bit about this. She has been wanting this camera for years. She has a Canon. I think it's a 60D. It's an older version. It's the DSLR. And she's a huge photographer photography person that's what she, her dream job is to build a portfolio and go out and do you know pet for, pet photography, wildlife photography, whatever she can do, you know. That's one of her dreams and she had a camera that broke and to fix it it would cost a 1000 bucks basically. Um the internal like mechanic of it broke, so it's a very expensive fix. So we're like, okay, we'll just get you a new camera. And that was years ago at this point, 2 to 3 years somewhere around there. And my thing I've wanted to do for her forever is just say, screw it, let's get your camera. <laughs> so we uh, ended up getting a little bit money. I talked about that last week or whatever. We got a stock payout. And with that, the first thing I did was buy her camera. And Amazon glitched out and started sending the camera to a different place. So this I had an old address saved on Amazon. And I entered the new address. I pressed purchase, and then when I looked at my order originally, it had the new address, this address that I live at now. Go back the next day, and it is <laughs> scheduled to deliver at the old address that we used to live at like two to three years ago, and I'm just like what happened? What happened? I was so like frustrated. Um, Message Amazon, they said, oh no, you selected that. I'm like, no, I know I didn't select it. I checked it like 10 times and then the camera people had already shipped it out and had already made it across state lines and it was from New York and it was like somewhere else already because they shipped it early in the morning and I didn't discover this until the evening of the next day. And I messaged them and they didn't get back to me for two days and they're like hey uh, yeah we're gonna do a return shipment on this and that took an entire week and then it took another (laughs) like five days for the money to get refunded onto my account so I can purchase the camera again and I finally did yesterday and yeah we're getting a DSLR in the house and my agreement to her was, hey i'm gonna purchase this for you you've helped us out in a bind you use your savings to help us when you have flat tires and different situations this is a gift to you you don't have to pay it back you know as long as i'm allowed to sit there and use it when i want to use make youtube videos which won't be very often because i don't make a lot of videos and she's like yeah that's cool you know we'll share and i'm like all right cool and then of course her being her she's like you know i'm gonna pay it. i'm gonna pay at least half of it back to you i'm like no You are not going to pay half of it back to me. This is a gift to you from me for missing Christmas because I lost my job. Um, For our anniversary, not being much besides me just cooking dinner. This is kind of, it's like a big gift. Like, you want this? This is for your dream. Awesome. I hope you use it. I want you to use it. So here you go. So we got that, and I'm really happy we got that. (laughs) Um, We got some other things, too, which... This is going to be a lot. I'm just going to warn you, there's a lot I did get this week. And I'm like, dude, I'm looking back, and it's been like two weeks, and I got all this crap. So it's not crap, though. It's really cool. So first off, we went to a thrift store, which was really cool. And we found this retro gaming entertainment center. It's like this old school looking entertainment center. So on the right side of my room, I've literally had, I'd say, seven boxes. Since we moved in, just stacked on top of each other on the side of the room. There's, we haven't went through them or anything like that and I'm like dude I, you know what I want to do I want to get a little retro center put a TV on there put like two to three consoles you know so I can play some Dreamcast PS2 maybe some N64 stuff like that very easily and it looks really nice and classic and um, hook our VHS player up to it just because why not we have one and we have a bunch of VHS's you know sure why not you know just to have it I don't know how often we'll use that part of it But I saw this entertainment center, it's perfectly sized. It's about three feet high, give or take. It has three shelves on it, a couple of cubbies on each side. And I'm like, dude, this thing's perfect. It was like 18 bucks at the thrift store. And I'm like, cool, buy this. And then it gave me an excuse to go through all those boxes I had. I went through like a bunch of boxes, it was a lot. So like, when I'm saying I was busy this month, that's the kind of crap that's been happening. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go organize my apartment. I'm going to go do this other life thing. Blah, 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 blah. There's so much that I don't want to list it all. But, yeah. I got that home. I was super stoked about it. And then also on that same trip, I found an VR for 6 bucks. So, if you don't know what VR, it's made by this company. It's a German company called Hopage. Hog. And I think someone's mowing outside. Of course. They would be mowing today. Anyway i'm just like wow they they like never mow this the the people around here the maintenance people they don't take care of the area like outside at all and of course the day that i'm doing this they're mowing anyway (laughs) whatever so back in the day 2008 2009 i used to watch these modern warfare 2 videos and people would talk about how fantastic the hdpvr is it's like one of the best capture cards on the earth so basically that's what it is it's like an elgato and something like that and it captures 720p 1080i 1080p video depending on what you got and it has component inputs on the back so i figured this would be a really good capture card for like a ps2 or anything that has a component cable i haven't actually tested it out that's one of those things that i've been wanting to do i haven't had a lot of time obviously i've been talking a lot about how i had no time for anything (laughs) but yeah the HDPVR, that's a really cool find, and I thought six bucks was such a steal. I'm like, I have to buy this. Even if it doesn't work, it's worth a shot, you know, because that's like a $200 unit right there. So I was like super stoked to find that. Um, also, on that same, it was either the, the day before or the day after, but I had been looking for so long for Xbox One X deal. I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked, and I finally found a new egg deal for $350. For, uh what was it 350 for the fallout was it fallout 76 then he won yeah fallout 76 bundle and it was 350 and i'm like okay that's a good deal but i kept looking and kept looking and then i found a new egg promo code right and it was kind of just like a one last thing and it took 50 off of it so i got it for 300 on my phone right added to my cart i went to best buy picked up the same exact console, did a price match, $300, got an Xbox One X with Fallout 76, uh, which I probably won't play Fallout 76, but an Xbox One X for $300, brand new, is a badass deal, and I was so stoked that I got it, and then that same day, I bought Anthem, and we'll talk about Anthem in a minute, and I bought Lion King, 4k because they actually are starting to release some of the classic 90s disney movies or just classic classically animated disney movies in 4k so it's the first thing i tried out when i got home and eventually set it up it took me like two days because i got it late at night and then i worked and then we just like i just didn't feel like hooking it up like i had it hooked up and didn't really use it but then i ended up watching lion king front to back again it's one of the best movies ever made i don't have to tell everybody that everybody knows that the lion king is amazing but the the way the HDR, like, the colors and the lighting and the way that the backgrounds are hand-painted and everything, and the it just popped more than I've ever seen this movie pop before. Um, I turned on the circle of life, the very beginning of the movie, and just how beautiful, how stunning it is. Like, of course, everybody knows it's a beautiful scene, and it looks beautiful fantastic you know and the best music ever some of the most iconic music ever but this intro just i was literally sobbing watching this intro because of how beautiful it looked all the nostalgia washed over me at the same time of just taking it all in like this is amazing i'm so glad i got the xbox one x because that was one of the biggest selling points for me if the ps4 pro had 4k blu-ray i don't think i would have considered an x quite as much because I really like collecting physical media, especially movie media, because I love having a movie collection where I can go back and watch my movies um, without having to go to the dark web or whatever or stream them or whatever. It's kind of just nice to have a little collection of movies, and might as well have the best quality, right? So yeah, that's probably going to be my new addiction is collecting 4K Blu-rays, but they're kind of pricey, so I'll have to space them out here and there, like when I feel like I can afford one. I think the next one I'm probably going to pick up is Game of Thrones Season 1. It came out on 4K and I know just talking about it is like okay, you know, it's a gimmick whatever, but seeing it in person like the how great the resolution bump is and just that Dolby Vision HDR, both of those I know those are all like buzzwords basically, but just the way the colors play off of each other how deep the blacks are how white the whites are how how everything just pops everything just looks so much nicer when you have that new format and it's worth it for me to at least have some of that stuff in my collection and I know in about 10 years when 8k comes out I'm probably going to be all on that but for now 4k is a new hotness and it's actually having a decent amount of content now to where I feel justified having everything and I could afford it and I got a good deal on the system, and I got Anthem, <laughs> too, which is native 4K on the Xbox One X. And you know what, guys? You you go online, you, you'll look at Anthem reviews. It's getting sixes, it's getting low reviews, not high... Pre- uh, Approvals, like not a people, a lot of people like it. I know some people in the cartridge club really like it. I know P1 really, really likes it. I know Musty's been having a good time. FitNad um has a good time with it too. It seems like he has a little bit more issues, but it seems like he's having fun with it as well. And for me personally, I think Anthem's a great time. Like from a gameplay standpoint, purely gameplay, I'm not talking about the story or anything. I think the gameplay is just a lot of fun. It does get somewhat repetitive. I find the shooting not particularly like accurate, but honestly, I don't really feel like Anthem is a shooter, it's kind of more of, <laughs> I know it's a weird thing to say, it has like combos and all this other stuff, and it's not really 100% a shooter, and I just find the shooting not as snappy as some, but that's not a uh, fault, like to me, I-, I still find the gameplay a lot of fun, the flying is just excellent, like, I have a good time, basically, okay, I didn't even explain what the game is, some people won't even know what it is. Who listens to this? Some people. Most people will, but basically it's like an Iron Man game. You get these suits called javelins, four different ones you can select from, and they all have different powers and abilities. And you can customize them with different colors, and that that's my favorite part of the game. I'm not going to lie. Customizing the colors and changing out different materials, like you can have leather or metal, whatever, and just making your javelin just looked fucking rad (laughs) i was like dude i gotta i gotta make this thing look so dope right now because i picked the class it's called storm and basically you kind of hover around the battlefield and you can like rain down lightning and ice and elemental attacks and it's a blast i I've, i've been having so much fun with that and i was like dude i'm gonna have lightning on my left hand and then ice on my right hand and i'm gonna paint my javelin like white and then like pale blue and then like in some navy blue spots and he looks all badass i'm like hell yeah blue blue and blue and then the power attacks are blue so it's like all matches and i'm glowing blue as i fly i'm like yes i feel so badass you know and that's what video games are for they want you feel amazing when you're in there and you have a great time playing and that's the general focus that i go into video games looking for and then I go and see the issues people are having with Anthem, and I can see some of the things. But sometimes this feels a little nitpicky, like overly nitpicky. Um people are saying the acting is a little wooden, a little, you know, not great. But I feel like it depends on the character in the game. A couple of them, their lines land so perfectly and they're really good. And there's been a couple I'm like, eh, this character's kinda whatever. But honestly, has anybody ever played a video game? Because. There are far worse video game voice acting like out there, especially in modern days, even in the past like I haven't seen like this remarkable resurgence in <laughs> like gameplay story te- um video game storytelling is like probably at an all-time high, right? But um I really wish he wasn't lawnmowing right now. That is so annoying. That's like why. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, well, but yeah, video game storytelling is at an all-time high, like, I mean, there's been some really incredible games, but on the average, the video game storytelling is not even anywhere close to Anthem, in my opinion. There has been some, like, really great story beats, and I love the graphics, and I love how the character's emote, I think the facial capture is incredible. Um, And I think Anthem, and this is my first impression, I've played like six hours of it. The things that do bother people, like you can't change your customize your javelin unless you go back to the main area, the first person area, I can't think of the name of it right now. I'm really bad with four Tarsus, that's what it is, four Tarsus. So basically this this uh you go into first person when you're in four Tarsus and you can talk to the characters. This is where you interact with the storyline. And that's also where you update your javelin, you change your weapons, you change your power-ups, all that stuff. And It is a little annoying because I'm super used to like loot games where you can just pop into a menu right away and then try out a new gun right away and you can't do that in Anthem you have to go all the way back to Fort Tarsis switch everything back out and then go back out on a mission that's a minor complaint to me a lot of people find that as a huge sticking point and it's a little annoying like I'm not gonna lie I would love to be able to just pop on a new uh, oh shit Um, I would love to be able to pop on a new uh, javelin effect like right there on the battlefield but you know, it makes a little bit more sense from a lower standpoint to go back and use the forge to do the javelin stuff. I know this is a lot of this is really boring to people, and <laughs> this is probably the most I'll talk about Anthem because I don't know how much I'm gonna play of it. I think it's a great game. I've had a good time with it. It's like one of those I'm gonna jump back into here and there. It's not gonna be a game of the year winner. It's not even gonna be like a you know high ranking game for me personally. I know a lot of people that love it though, and I just. Don't want to be the guy to tear the game down even more. I try to find the good in it, and I think it's a great game that, as time goes on, it's going to improve even more and more. And it's going to be one of those, like, oh, remember when Anthem launched like that? And then they go, oh, yeah, but Anthem's amazing now, you know? Or Anthem was always amazing, had amazing nuggets in it, and they improved upon it, you know? So, I think people over-exaggerate on the internet, but that's not surprising. I'm having a great time with Anthem, so... (laughs) um i'm honestly really tired of hearing about anthem on podcasts so so many people have been talking about it lately it's like okay let's 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 stop talking about it please (laughs) uh it's like if i hear games as a service one more time just just one more time if i hear it come on uh okay but that that was my xbox one x experience i jumped into game pass i i tried a couple of games there played a little bit of forza i played some halo 5 single player dude It's worth it for me. Just that graphical leap, that performance leap, it looks so good. I'm going to play the hell out of that Xbox. I'm going to play a lot of my third parties there now. It's going to be a tough decision when those games come out. Do I want to play it on PS4 or do I want to play it on Xbox? But, you know, I'll probably just kind of mix and match my time between the two. And I'm just having a great time with it. So that's awesome. I'm super happy with the purchase. And I don't regret it. I thought I would at first. But once I have it here in the house and I've been messing with it and playing it, I do not regret it for a second. That Xbox One X is freaking awesome. So, what else did I do? Um, Let's talk about some of my Switch gaming. I played a lot more Tetris 99. I probably played 50 to 60 more runs. I got to uh, number (laughs) 9 in Tetris 99. And I was like, you know what? that's the last match i played that's the highest i ever got is nine um i'm not very good at tetris i've never been very good at tetris it's it's a eluded me i'm just okay you know i can get by but when it comes to a competitive thing i'm not very good at it so i'm just like you know what maybe i'll just take ninth and then one day go back and try again and the thing that actually improved me a lot is i've been playing with my 8-bit dough controller which is basically like a third-party super nintendo looking controller and it feels like a super nintendo controller so playing tetris with that you know via bluetooth and everything it was pretty rad i had a good time playing it like that and besides that i'm playing this new game and just came out a few days ago of of this recording it's called ape out (laughs) and this game is amazing oh my god oh my goodness i love it to death it's so much fun so if you haven't seen it or you don't know what it is it's like hotline miami and top-down shooter and it's kind of like a run-based thing each time you spawn into the world the thing that's different between this game and hotline miami is each of the stages are randomly generated so it's top-down you're a big ass ape and it has a really cool art style it kind of looks almost hand painted or maybe like dry painted or something has kind of like a sketchy look to it it just has a look and a feel to it that's just unlike anything I've seen. I, I would describe it as Hotline Miami to an extent because Hotline Miami is that same perspective in this kind of like overly gory. So this game is overly gory too. Basically, you're an ape, you're going through, and you have two attacks. The left shoulder grabs the enemy. Your right shoulder will either attack the enemy or if you're holding somebody, you can throw them. So basically, you have different Type enemy types you have to go through you have the normal dude that you know takes one push you have the armored guy which he can't get shot at um also if you pick up a guy you grab him he you get one shot he if he has a shotgun it'll do like a big shotgun spray so basically you can grab a guy turn to another guy and he'll shoot the guy for you and then you could throw that guy against the wall every time you throw somebody against the wall they explode into a mist of red it's very gory It's not a child's game it's not rated e by any means (laughs) i think it actually is only rated t because of the graphic style but it is very gory (laughs) um but i was having a fun thing a fun time it kind of almost feels like a rhythm game at some point you know you get your feel like, okay, there's three guys in this room. You're going to run over to the left side. You're going to grab this guy, slam him against the wall, grab the other guy. He'll shoot that third guy. Then you throw that guy against the wall, and then you run out of the room. You know, you, got, you get, like, a feel for it. And it's kind of, like, almost like a puzzler, and it's just insane. And the coolest thing, I think, about the game is there's kind of, like, this jazz beat, like, and blow you. Like, it's really cool. It's like a jazz rhythm. And every time you attack somebody, it continues that rhythm. So you that's why I'm saying if. It sounds like a rhythm game because it has jazz drums that are in there that play along as you just decimate these people and try to get out. Basically, it's called Ape Out, and you're trying to get out. <laughs> and it's so fun. It's one of my favorite games I've played in 2019. I have played a lot of 2019 titles so far. I think it's probably like this, Anthem, and Tetris 99. I've played a few, and like Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that. So this is my favorite 2019 game so far is Ape Out and uh $15 on switch and on pc and i highly recommend watching some gameplay for it just to see if you think it's your style but when i went in i just had such a good time with it it's it's a blast and man, i love playing the switch and i love the pro controller and just playing Ape Out makes me want to play more switch in 2019 because last year i feel like i really didn't play it as much as i liked i love my switch and um there's just more and more reasons to play it all the time, so uh, that's another thing I want to get back into doing is grabbing my Switch while I'm watching TV or whatever and playing some games, so including Ape Out. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I know this is a lot, Whew. we'll talk about the biggest purchase I have in a minute. But we had Toe Jam and Earl, I've been playing that as well. It's called Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove. It's kind of like take a little bit of Toe Jam and Earl 1 and Toe Jam and Earl 2 element and mix them together into this like new formula with this new graphic style. Kind of looks hand drawn, kind of looks a little nineties. It has a nineties funkiness to it, has all that. And um unfolded or Tesract Unfold basically gave it to me uh the code so I could stream with them on the one up hero stream which I had a good time doing that. It was like a three hour stream a couple Saturdays ago and I was like, you know what? I never get pre-release games. This is going to be a cool opportunity. And then I played a little bit before the stream, and then I played a little after the stream. And basically, it's kind of like a roguelike light. (laughs) I know that sounds stupid to some people, like, what does that even mean? Basically, the premise of ToeJam & Earl is that your spaceship crashes, and it goes into 10 different pieces... And you have to go through these different layers of worlds, and these worlds are kind of like little land masses that are floating. And then there's different characters and mobs on there. And then you can get presents that are randomly generated, and all the worlds are randomly generated. And you try to make your way up to the top of these layers and collect ten different spaceship pieces. And it's it's a lot of fun. Like it's a simple game. It can be challenging at times. I don't think it's overly challenging though. It's just the right amount of challenging and I think it's one of those games that has that classic feel if you like that classic style game if you had any passing interest in Jam and Earl or you played them in the past you'll love this title um I used to play the one on Genesis quite a bit and actually own it on Genesis and the first one's great time so I know I was just like man this is cool This is cool I I, I think I love the style of it um 90s kid and all you know so yeah Jam and Earl definitely recommended for people that like that classic feel you know <laughs> and it's top down as well just like ape out but not anywhere like ape out in tone or feel <laughs> but yeah so yeah i played a lot of that um i liked it i didn't actually beat it i might go back and do a run where i beat it because i usually just play it for an hour or so don't really like get to the end of it or anything so yeah i'll probably go back and play some more of that soon but yeah so the biggest pickup i had this week i finally got one guys i got a psvr a playstation vr oh my god i was so stoked okay so i woke up i think it was three or four days ago i saw on the discord uh, cartridge club discord that musty hobbit had posted a tweet that said psvr for 269.99 and it was the astrobot borderlands 2 with the move controllers and the camera and the headset so that's a $350 bundle it was $89 off that was awesome so I'm like okay I'm gonna try to it was a promo code and I know Best Buy doesn't do promo codes but I kind of got away with it I went to a different Best Buy than I usually go to I pulled it up on my phone for Newegg I entered the promo code and then I went to the checkout with the PSVR. I was like, yeah, I clicked checkout. And this is the price that popped up. I didn't have to enter a promo code. And then she called the manager and the manager's like, "Hmm, we don't really do this, but Hey, I'll price match it for you. And I'm just sitting here like, yes, I did it. I got away with it. (laughs) So yeah, I ended up getting that for $89 off, which is awesome. Took it home. Set the sucker up, oh my god, the setup process for PSVR is terrible. It's way too many wires, way too many hookups. And then once it's set up, I was like, I'm not unhooking this bitch ever again. Like, uh, <laughs> at least um, it comes with like a little mini PS4 box. It looks like a mini PS4. But there's like two HDMI wires on the back, a USB on the back, and there's like two ports on the front. And there's like this camera that you got to plug into the back of the PS4. And you got to plug this into the USB. And then you got to plug that into the HDMI. And you got to plug that HDMI into that HDMI. And then you got to plug that into that and that. And then I'm just like, oh, this is too much. But I eventually figured it out. It didn't take forever. I mean, there's instructions. I figured it out. It was just a lot. (laughs) It was frustrating to me at first. But I got it done. And then I loaded up Beat Saber and put on the VR headset, and then I was transported to a different world. Like, it was better than I could have ever imagined it would have been. See, I tried PSVR when it first came out, like a few months before it came out. They had these demo tours that they were going on. Uh, We went to Best Buy, and I tried it out. The Deep Sea Adventure one where you go down in a shark tank, and there's a shark coming at you and stuff. But when I played it at the time, the guy didn't let me adjust the headset. He put it on my head and said don't touch it i'm just like i cannot see right now like it'll look blurry and he's like it's okay uh some people have that issue and i'm just like okay so i guess i'm never buying this because it's blurry you know that's my impression i have of it and uh for a while i convinced myself i didn't need it and then i kept hearing people talk about it and talk about it and then this game has a psvr and oh my god i went and played this psvr game i played that and this and this and that and eventually i'm just like dude i gotta get this for some specific titles like astrobot and super hot and that rhymes astrobot super hot astrobot i wanted it for astrobot then i got it for super hot i am not a rapper do not take that out of context and add beats to that because that would be horrible anyway (laughs) uh Wow, that was that was bad. I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. <laughs> anyway, we got the PSVR. I hooked it up, played Beat Saber, and I kept failing. I kept failing, kept failing. Basically, the concept of this game is there are these blocks that come at you that go with the rhythm of the music, and you can cut them in different directions. You have two lightsabers in each of your hands, which are the move controllers, and you swipe to the beat of the music. And oh, I was... Getting so into this game. Um, over the last four days. I think it's been three or four days. I played it maybe two to three hours so far. And I am so close to getting an expert mode song beat. So I'm getting better at it. Slowly but surely, it's like kind of like a uh, new muscle memory that you gotta learn. And once I most muscle memory is down, I'm gonna be playing this game all the time for uh, many exercises because it gets your heart rate going. Especially on expert, you can actually really get your your heart rate going, get some cardio out of it because you're swel- you're swinging your arms around, you're leaning left to right, you're crouching down, and all sorts of stuff. Um, it's not a high impact. Exercise, but it can be my excuse to say hey, you know, let's play this game for an hour and it's sort of exercise I get my body move moving get some sweat going get my heart rate up. It's worth it It's a good time and uh, yeah, so other games I tried out. I tried a lot of demos out uh, But first off I tried out Borderlands 2 which was in the pack and bundle uh, The my first experience with it was very negative. I did not like it. it is like hard to control I uh, didn't really get it, and then I it was really late when I was trying these out. It was like twelve o'clock or something at night for me. That's really freaking late because I get up at like five a.m. most days, so I was like really tired trying to play this. And peripheral vision's blurry, which I think some of my peripheral vision stuff that's blurry in the VR headset. No matter what, it'll be a little blurry depending on the game. If it's like right on top of my my face because my glasses are kind of fucked up. Like honestly. The right lens is a little off. So that's the reason why some of this stuff is blurry for me. I know it'll be clear once my glasses are fixed. Um, waiting for my insurance to go through to buy new glasses, uh, which is next month. So these glasses suck. And I had them for like a few months. So that's the reason that sometimes the PSVR isn't perfect. And that's what I realized playing Borderlands. Because I kind of put my hand in the VR and I adjust my glasses to where that you know, the lens on the right wasn't like right on top of my eye because it's a little too close if I had twisted my I, I Messed with my glasses to make them how they're supposed to be and then everything was perfectly sh- sharp And there was no blurriness in uh, borderlands, and that's the only game I actually had any issues with the blurriness And it was just the HUD like there's a HUD like as you move your head the HUD around your your eyes You know your like life indicator and your map and stuff is like follows your head around as you look around Um, But the game is kind of fun. Um, It's definitely not made for PSVR. This version is that same game, just ported into PSVR. But it's kind of cool to see, like, a gigantic bully mong right there in front of you and stuff. So I'll probably go through that and play a few more missions. But I've played that game, like, with every character. So I've played it four times over already. (laughs) Like, twice on PC, twice on PS3. And it's one of my favorite shooters of all time. uh, Borderlands 2. Um, But yeah, I don't think I'm going to play through the entire thing again on VR, (laughs) that's just not in the cards for me on that, but it was cool to see it, at the very least, and, um, I got, like, super into, like, going into demos the other day, I sat down, and I lost three hours of my day just going in demos, (laughs) it was pretty fucking awesome, though, um, let's see, I played Super Hot VR, and they have, like, this mini demo, it's, like, maybe 20 minutes long, concept of uh super hot is time doesn't move until you move and everything has kind of like this angular look to it as a first person game and you look down you have these like uh like geometrically geometric shaped hands that are black and you can uh grab stuff in the world these red enemies come at you in all white rooms and if you don't move the world doesn't move so you kind of like move your hand the guy will come at you you can punch him you can grab stuff out of the air, grab his gun from him, shoot him in the face, and they kind of shatter like glass when you kill him and stuff. Such a cool game. I used to, I've played Superhot the original so many times, like, I don't know, an uncountable amount of times at this point. I love it so much. It's one of my favorite first-person games. This VR is, like, one of those things I, I gotta buy soon. It's only 25 bucks, but I played the demo. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is, I spent so much money this last week, I can't justify buying much more games or anything until like later on in the month. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to be happy with what I got for now. <laughs> got a lot of other stuff to play anyway. But um, I tried that demo. It kind of blew me away. It was so fun. I was just giggling and having a great time. I would just smile from ear to ear the entire time I was playing it. Just super fun. And then I played Res Infinite. And they have this is a very short section. It's like five minutes or so of it, but oh my God, it was an experience, man. Like I had chills just going down my spine. So basically if you haven't played res before, it's kind of like a, it's a music game. It's a shooter and it's called a wireframe and you go to different areas and they all, it's all about just like playing with the beat and having like this physical, uh, presence in the world. And you really feel like you're in that world when you have that VR headset on and just, it's some of the coolest things. They they play with scale in a really interesting way. There's like giant monster in front of you. You're like, holy crap, he looks gigantic. And it actually looks like he's standing in front of me. He's 15 feet tall or whatever. Freaking awesome, dude. It was such a good time. And um, I did go through some other ones, less notable ones. Whew. But I'm getting a little long-winded on this section. But I'm, I'm just having so much fun with that VR headset, guys. Like... It's so good. Like I was so surprised at how well it works, and I'm just like, oh, it's so cool. Uh, I'm happy I got it finally. And oh, almost forgot. I played AstroBot. Oh my god! If Nintendo got a hold of a PSVR system or a VR system at all, that's what they would make. It's pretty much a Nintendo game inside of PlayStation. <laughs> it feels so Nintendo. So basically, the premise of AstroBot is. It's a platformer. It's a 3D platformer. But you play like this robot that has uh, literally a PS4 controller inside the game. You can look down and you're holding a PS4 controller, DualShock 4. And when you press the touchpad, a little tiny robot pops out and you control him throughout the world. And the cool thing is he kind of can platform all around you. So you're controlling the robot all around you. And then you can like look around the environment and help him out, do different things. Like there's a section where you like headbutt an object with helping get to the next section and stuff like that and it's just so cute and they use the VR in such a unique way that I definitely got to play that game and I was kind of blown away about how fun it it was. It wasn't floaty, the jumps weren't floaty, it controlled perfectly, it felt like one of those classic mascot platformers that we used to love in modern day. So yeah, I just just really liked it. I, I gotta get a drink of water guys. It's been 40 minutes of constant talking. Mm. 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 that's so good that is so good (laughs) um yeah so i played a lot of that astrobot and i think there was like three stages in that demo and it was it was awesome and uh, i was i'm surprised that psvr was is, is as fun as it was man like it could have been terrible i was worried when i got it i know i heard so many positive things about it from a lot of people but I was worried that I would get motion sickness and I haven't yet. I even played some track mania turbo and they have like this PS VR mode and I played all the tracks on that. And there are moments where you go first person and do like loop do loops and go upside down and stuff. And I did get this feeling in the, in the pit of my stomach like I'm not moving, but it feels like I'm moving because of the VR situation. I feel like I'm in this world, but the disconnect is enough there for me that I don't get sick. So I was happy about that doesn't mean i'll never get sick i did play another game that's free called rec room and it did give me some weird feelings <laughs> like i was like holy crap like um you adjust it to where it's, you stand up on this one you can there's some games where you sit down some games where you stand up there's some games you use a dual shock for some games you use the move controllers and this specific one you stand up and you use the move controllers and they actually measure your height by doing your wingspan like you stick your arms out and it was like oh you're 510 I'm like oh shit I'm basically (laughs) 510 so uh you feel like you're in this virtual world and it's a free game too and you can interact with people which I went to the uh, public lobby and there are some kids screaming the f slur at me and the n slur at me and I'm like okay Let's leave the public area. We'll go and play some paintball where there's no voice chat. There was no voice chat in the paintball I played. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. You go in there and they have different rooms with a bunch of different games you can play. It's just a really cool thing. I think the Cartridge Club needs to... I I heard some rumblings that possibly it might be happening. But we need, like, a space. We all need to get into VR and just talk. That'd be freaking rad. And, uh, yeah, Rec Room's badass. I've I've been having a good time with that, too. And... Everything I play in VR just blows me away. Like, I just love it. Oh, and I was saying a thing about the motion sickness, Uh, backtracking a little here, but um, the first time I walked, there's different ways you can walk. You can use the teleport, or you can use, like, the button will make you walk forward, and then you use buttons on the move controller, on your right move controller, to, like, do, like... 45 degree turns and that's the one that kind of made me feel off because <laughs> I start walking and I'm walking kind of fast but my body's still staying still so I kind of do this like lean thing like oh shit I'm leaning to the left I almost fall over because I feel like I should be walking but I'm not so that's the only time that I had some like it's a weird thing because your mind thinks hey I'm moving but I'm not I'm standing still but uh, of course it looks like I'm moving and it feels like I'm moving, but I'm not, you know, it's weird. It's just like weird disconnect where your body can be like, Oh, Oh, ooh, Oh, this is, this isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> so yeah. oh, <laughs> that's, that's not good. That's not good. No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed PSVR and I know I'm going to be enjoying it going forward. There's so many games I want to try. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's what's what's been happening this week. Uh, one little quick note before we go to the next section of the show is, it's been nine years since I started making stuff online. So this includes my old YouTube channel, this includes this podcast, this includes the second YouTube channel that I shut down, and then this one now. So I had a YouTube channel I had for, I was very active on it for about four to five years tons of minecraft videos tons of let's play videos that's kind of what my shtick was my niche was at the time tons of those lots of fun doing that and that was 250 some odd videos there and then now i'm on like 80 something episodes of this podcast and about 20 25 videos on my youtube channel so i mean It's pretty good. I I have a lot of stuff out there. I'm on the internet way too much, but I was just kind of like, you know what, nine years, and I've been making a lot of fun stuff, and I've been having a good time doing it, and when I needed to take a break, I did. When I needed to shut down the YouTube channel, I did. Um, Some part of me thinks if I would have went back and just forced myself to just keep playing Minecraft and doing that grind, I would have been a huge YouTube channel for Minecraft. But another part of me is like, I'm glad I didn't do that, because... I had substantial g- growth when I did Minecraft consistently when it was first coming out. Like I did the YouTube series up to like episode 22 or something consistently and I was having consistent growth. Like I was getting like 10 to 15 subs a week, which was pretty good at the time for me, especially in 2009 or two- what a uh, 2010. It would be 2010 or so. And I had some substantial growth going there because it's a new game and I'm playing it and I, I feel like I'm pretty good at Let's Plays. I think that's one of my strongest suits is doing Let's Plays. Um, I feel like I can just riff. I'm pretty good at riffing off of stuff as I play. So yeah, I felt like I had some good personality. I had some people that were following me and then stuff happened in life and I stopped doing it and the growth stopped happening and then I went back to do it and the growth completely stopped around 300 subs over there. And I was like, you know what, if I would have grinded and just kept going and kept going and just ignored life, then maybe I would have been in a big YouTube channel, but then my life would have suffered. So it's just like, in hindsight, everything is, you know, you think you see how it could have worked out, but it probably wouldn't have worked out about the same. And I'm happy where I'm at now. We're just making stuff for fun and not forcing myself to make a bunch of stuff. Just... ...to get the follows and likes and stuff. I I just enjoy just having fun and rambling on a podcast for you guys to listen to. (laughs) So yeah, nine years. And I'm sure I'll be doing this one in 40. And maybe not this specific format. Who knows? Maybe this podcast will last that long. But I'm sure I'll be making some kind of creative content. If it's drawing t-shirts or making music or whatever I'm doing at the time, I'm sure I'll be on here bugging the crap out of whoever... (laughs) has the time to listen to me. So this has been a really long section. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the second part of this, or I guess, yeah, we're going to jump into the plug, doing it live. i leave you with a, I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. we'll, no. we'll do it live. <laughs> it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Thing sucks. Yeah. So last episode, I decided to start doing these little mini plugs in the middle of the show, and basically I would uh, upload it to the Cartridge Club little thing where they can download it and use it in their shows. So basically, I make a little plug, little uh, uh what is it? A little spot for some of my favorite shows related to the Cartridge Club, and other people can use them. So. I'm going to go ahead and do it right now. And it's called Doing It Live, Doing It Live, Doing It Right Now. <laughs> so I'll record it, lots we'll of music, and here is the plug for the week. Hey there, this is Josh, also known as Frantic, from the Frantic Thoughts Podcast. I'm here to tell you about one of the funniest and most entertaining podcasts I listen to the Polykill Podcast. The premise is simple. Two friends, Jake and Travis, sit around once every other week and chat about all the games they beat, games they're looking forward to, and usually a random topic of conversation. This show always is a bright spot in my podcast queue, and each episode is better than the last. You can find them at polykill.com or anywhere you get your podcast. I did it live, I did it, and there is the plug. Hopefully they enjoy that, I think it came out. Okay, (laughs) so let's jump into the next section of the show. Welcome to the Media Corner. So what I figured is I'm going to start separating the movie, TV, other things that I do from the rest of everything else. So it kind of has its own section. So if someone's not quite interested in the movies and TV shows and stuff like that, I've been watching in the week. They can skip the section and there'll be timestamps in the descriptions. I thought it would make it a little bit easier. easier Easier for people because i know a lot of people come to these type of podcasts just for the video games so if they say screw it i don't want to hear about your movies they can skip the movie part so or if they just want to hear about the movies only they can skip right to the movie part so yeah here's the media corner for this week i watched a couple of movies and uh the first one i wanted to talk about is how to train your dragon three yeah, How to Train Your Dragon 3, also known as How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. That's what it's called. I thought it was a great conclusion to the storyline. If you've seen the first two, they actually kind of show the main character growing up a little bit. This is kind of his adult stage and him taking control of like, being like the ruler of this area. And the dragons and the relationship between humans and dragons is explored even more. And I thought it was a really stunning movie. The graphics and the style and the just colors. It DreamWorks really is hit and miss for me with a lot of their animated products. A lot of their animated movies. This one is their one of their most beautiful movies I've seen them make. And this series in general has a lot of heart. And the writing is always on point. And I don't think that was wrong with this one. This one had... S- a really great storyline it really wrapped it up in a mature way it didn't feel ham-fisted it didn't feel forced of course there's no spoilers in these little mini reviews and uh i just loved it uh sierra loved it even more it's one of her favorite uh series ever movie series she was super excited to see and she was very pleased with it as well and i just think they did really right by this trilogy and I could see them going forward more. I kind of don't want them to. I think the way they leave this kind of leaves it more ambiguous to the point where it makes it just a really nice trilogy where you can make your own conclusion about the future. But, you know, it's a franchise, so they'll probably make another one. But as it stands now, it's a really great trilogy, and this is a really perfect conclusion in my opinion Uh, the movie might have some weak spots the villain is a little cookie cutter in my opinion but he kind of needed to be there to help drive the plot forward so they probably could have added a little bit more added a little more depth to the villain made his you know intentions a little more clear he kind of just seemed to be evil to be evil but that's probably my main complaint with the movie but the rest of the time I just had a good time watching it like I said, it looks stunning, and the story was great. It had some funny moments, some really great character moments, and a lot of heart, and it's a great family film. If you have a family, you need to go want to watch a really great movie that you'll all love. Great all-ages flick right here, and I uh, highly recommend How to Train Your Dragon 3. So we watched another movie. This one is... Something I didn't think I would like. I saw the trailers for it and like, this looks bad. <laughs> um, but it's called Isn't It Romantic? So yeah, is, Isn't It Romantic is a romantic comedy. Kind of. So basically the premise is there's the main character. It's Rebel Wilson. And you might know her from Pitch Perfect and a couple of movies like that. She was in Bridesmaids as well. And she's just an over-the-top comedian. She's... You know, has that British sense of humor. She's just slapsticky. She can, can be kind of cheesy at times. She's a little loud. Um, but I, I, I kind of thought her acting would be grating in this. So basically the name, the name, the main part of the story is she hates romantic comedies, right? She hates them to death. She's like, they suck. They're terrible. They're so cliche. Blah, 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 blah. And then one day she gets mugged. In New York in the subways and she hits her head and wakes up and she wakes up in the perfect romantic comedy where everybody's hot everybody's singing about everything um, she gets a phone number from a guy he writes all his numbers on a single rose petals gives her gives them to her she's like there's like a million combinations here she's like you just call me call me call me <laughs> you know all the cheesy cliche stuff that you see in romantic comedies come out inside of this little thing that happens to her right and it's just hilarious like they play all these cliches for jokes and laughs and like every single time you see something else you're like oh they're gonna fumble it it's not gonna be funny and I think every single joke in this movie landed I just had so much fun watching it it's such a silly movie as (laughs) it's it's at its core, it's a romantic comedy. Really, the movie is actually a romantic comedy making fun of romantic comedies. What, but it's a little more realistic, a little more grounded in the message of it. And I just think it's a funny movie. Like I didn't think I would like it. I saw the trailers like, hey, this looks dumb. But when I went and saw it, I was just laughing from the beginning to the very, very end. And it was just a positive movie. Kind of had uplifting moments in there and rebel wilson killed it she did an awesome job and she wasn't like cheesy and kind of like you know just corny i feel like she can come off a little corny sometimes um there's a couple movies i've seen her and i'm just like yeah she didn't really need to be there or act like that you know but in this she is really good and i just had such a good time watching it and even if you don't like romantic comedies i think it's worth the watch if you like comedies in general because it's just a funny movie and it's a take on of romantic comedies that makes fun of them and does it in the best way and i just think it's worth your time i <laughs> i just i was surprised this is one of the biggest surprises movie wise in a while where i just sat down and didn't think i would like it at all came out on the complete other side of it and i loved it so Super funny. One of the funniest movies I've seen in forever. Like, I don't see a lot of good comedies, but this one had me laughing. Like, gut-busting, keeling over, knee-slapping, laughing. Like, there's a, a lot of really good funny parts in this. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I loved it. So, that's a highly recommended movie as well. Like, it's a good sit. And, uh, yeah, good times. Um, I also wanted to mention the Orville. <sighs> Orville is a really good show. It's kind of like... it's Seth MacFarlane's take on Star Trek, basically. And the last few episodes of the show just have been some of the best TV I've seen in forever. It had some of the best set design, some of the best looking CG, and the storyline was really moving and interesting and thought-provoking, and I just really liked it. Like, they had this two-part special that just came out, and the first part I was just sitting like oh shit it's about to go down. And then the second issue like second episode they really wrap it up in a nice way and they do it it, it feels a little fast. Like it's a TV show so they got to move the storyline a little bit faster than I, than I I thought it could have went they could have probably made this three parts if they wanted to. But I thought The way it looked, the production value, and the quality of it is worth your time. And Orville, in general, is worth your time. There are some character-based episodes that are a little slower, a little more methodical, but they are needed for future episodes. This this two-parter is a really good uh, example of that. This two-parter that we just saw was just super engrossing because earlier we had some character development for uh, the characters that were affected during this particular two-part episodes. And then you really feel for the characters, and they actually do a really good job of building these characters into characters you care about. And yeah, Orville, man, such a good show. I mean, if you notice me, I'll be a lot of, po- I'll be very positive on most things I talk about here, especially when it comes to movies, because I just usually choose stuff I'm interested in. And the thing about Orville is, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. I've watched the original series a couple of times actually. And I think that's an interesting show and I like how campy it is. I've never watched the next gen generation or anything really, but I didn't think I would like the Orville and I went in with low expectations and then come out with these really high glowing reviews and positive feelings towards it. And that's why I'm sticking with it because it's been really interesting and a fascinating show. And I like the directions they go and I like the humor they put into it. And I think it's a good show. Like it's worth your time. Like, definitely check it out if you have any sci-fi passing interest this show is just it's great I really like it so also we start I started the Umbrella Academy because yesterday I found out Sierra watched the entire show without me (laughs) it's it's fine she watches shows on Netflix all the time and I was like hey you want to start Umbrella Academy I've been wanting to watch it and she's like oh I thought you were already watching it I finished it yesterday I was like ah freak you know so i went ahead and started watching it i watched the very first episode and i'm already hooked it has some awesome music in it i like the characters uh one of the characters is from the misfits and i love him he's an awesome actor and i'm excited to see where this series is going i just wanted to mention that i like i know a lot of people say umbrella academy is awesome so i like it so far and it looks right up my alley it looks like something i'm gonna have a good time with and then I wanted to do something new also in Media Corner. It's a good spot to talk about trailers. There's a couple of cool trailers here that I want to chat. And uh, we co- you can check them out later. I'm not going to go into too much detail. I just wanted to mention how I felt about them. Um, the Twilight Zone trailer, the Jordan Peele hosted and produced... Twilight Zone is coming out pretty soon and they released this trailer and it is cool looking I'm excited <laughs> I really like the original Twilight Zone there's some of the best anthology it's one of it's the OG anthology series right and it has the twists and turns and uh, Buck mirrors kind of like that now but a lot darker and a lot more like depressing in spots I feel like the Twilight Zone is such a cool show and then Jordan Peele made you know, Get Out is making Us this year, which also looks really good. He's really good at directing horror and thought-provoking stuff. Get Out was one of those uh, horror movies that had something to say, right? And him being there and doing his little, like, what do you call it? Like, monologue and showing all the actors there. like Adam Scott and a bunch of other big actors in there. And the stories like, interesting and... Yeah, check out that trailer, man, because I am so excited for that. I'm super looking forward to Twilight Zone when it comes out. And then the last trailer I wanted to talk about is this Detective Pikachu trailer, which I'm like, okay, it's Detective Pikachu, you know, it's Pokemon, do I really care? But dude, this looks fucking dope. (laughs) The CG is a little weird, it's going to take some getting used to, but honestly, I had a Great time watching this trailer. They build it up in such a perfect way. So, this is Detective Pikachu trailer 2, if you want to watch it. But basically, they build it up. They show all these Pokemon. And I'm just in. Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, like Deadpool ish, you know, Ryan Reynolds joking and quipping. And then this kid. And, you know, it looks silly and fun. And it looks like they're trying to build a universe for Pokemon. And then if they take this universe and build it out even more, it could be, you know, a whole universe of Pikachu and Pokemon and all that. Could all go back and uh tell the stories of one of the games, do like a red versus blue game, you know, or like do Ash from the anime or whatever. They could build this universe into something bigger because it really does feel like this set pieces and everything for this world feel lived in. It feels like a universe. It feels like they care and I'm excited to see the movie. So yep check out that trailer if you get a chance also we're gonna jump into the last section of the show this week an extra long episode since i've been gone for a little bit so yeah here is the last section of the show It's the news of interest. The news of interest coming at you live-ish, pre-recorded. So, <laughs> yeah, there's some new stuff that I wanted to talk about. Most of these are gonna be really quick hits. Uh, first off, Reggie Fizeme is leaving Nintendo. He's retiring after 15 years of service in Nintendo, and this is a cool, cool thing. And then. Uh, For him, like he's just resigning. He's like, Hey, you know, I'm retiring. I'm gonna be go hang out with my family and friends. You know, I'm just gonna relax. He's been with Nintendo for 15 years and he's kind of been the face of Nintendo of America for that entire time. My body is ready. You know, he's always been kind of like, He has a good sense of humor, a positive face. I always liked his energy when you saw him announce stuff and on stage. And he's going to be missed. And, of course, his replacement's name is Doug Bowser. Of course, there's been a million jokes about it that Bowser's running Nintendo now. Ha, 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 whatever. I'm not going to tell those jokes. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) I tried to do a Bowser laugh, but it didn't get deep enough. But, yeah, anyway, anyway. Anyway, Reggie's leaving. And uh, he'll be missed. And I just love seeing his face. And it's the end of an era, really, right? Reggie Fuse and May is a freaking legend, literally. <coughs> also, Nintendo. Speaking of Nintendo, they had a direct for Pokemon, and they announced the new Pokemon games, Pokemon Sword and Shield. And they have three. They showed the starters. They have a chimp starter named Grookey which he is grass type, and then they have a rabbit Pokemon named Scorbunny, which he's a fire type, and then got a water lizard Pokemon named Sobble, which is a water type. Uh, score Scorbunny's fire type, did I say the wrong thing? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, they had the original starters, like fire, water, grass, two games like usual. Sword Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield. And I really love the art style, man. It, it's kind of a nice, it's really good looking game. Like, I like it, how it looks for one. And for two, they have random medals again, which is controversial to a lot of people, and I played a little bit of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee recently, too, and seeing the Pokemon in the world is really cool. And that's going to be kind of missed for me from an environment standpoint. The way the game feels more alive. You know, you see little Pidgeys and Rattatas running through the fields, and then you go into the caves, you can see Geodudes jumping around, Zubats flying around and stuff. It looks cool, and like, Without the random encounters, so eh, with with the random encounters, the world's going to feel a little more empty when you compare it to Let's Go. But the art style is so intricate and different, and they're taking the step forward in the amount of art is in it. You know, they're actually not making it look so you know sterile. And like I felt like Let's Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee looks really nice. No, don't get me wrong, it looks really good. But everything kind of feels a little flat. There's it's not as Uh, what am I trying to say? There's not as as much detail in the art style, and I think that they're going in. They're this is a brand new mainline series game, so they're really taking their time and making all the stages look really cool. And it looks like it's set in like a London European setting, so that's a kind of a cool area. I know they did Paris in Pokemon X because I played a little bit of that, and you know I'm not a huge Pokemon guy. You guys know me; I'm not a huge JRPG or RPG fan. And I always give Pokemon a go. <laughs> Pokemon a go. <laughs> I always give Pokemon a chance, no matter what. Like I always try them out, even for a little bit to see if it's gonna be for me. And usually I fall off within a few hours. So I'm like, okay, this game, I get this game, I'm done. I'll go move on to the next thing. Cause Sierra usually picks them up. She she's a huge Pokemon fan, so Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield are going to be coming out and she'll probably pick Pokemon Sword and I'll play some of it and see how I like it and if I do like it I'll stick with it but if I don't I'll jump off but I'm I'm always interested to see what they do with the new Pokemon games because Pokemon is the biggest franchise period and I just like to keep on top of it and see what they're doing and I think they're charming games I love the anime like I still love the anime I used to watch it as a kid I love the world it's just I fell off at some point and I never got back on the Pokemon train so there's always my heart is always there and I always want to jump back on the Pokemon train I just don't know when or if I have the ability to or if I'm going to like it as much as I did back in the day or if my nostalgia will carry me far enough to see a whole entire game through but I do love the way it looks and it, ma- it makes me smile, you know. It makes me happy to see Pokemon still thriving and still go- continuing even now. And um, the te- the te- the te- Detective Pikachu is a good example as well. These two announcements have- happened really close to each other. Like that trailer popped and then this, trail- this uh, direct happened. And it's been Pokemon. It's like a Pokemon little resurgence there. And I was like, okay, I'm so glad to see this around. Like Pokemon makes me happy and... I'm glad people still play it and still love it as much as my kid self did back in the day. And I just want to return to that sometime. We'll see if it happens with this new one. But um, I always like to talk about Nintendo Directs, no matter how big or small they are. And this one's pretty big. So, yeah. Uh, here's a couple, like, little things that really interested me for new stories. One is Gearbox is headed to PAX East later this month. And they have never before seen reveals, exclusives, and surprises on their website. They announced this. And everybody's speculating that's probably going to be a Borderlands 3. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would be so excited. Like I said before, I played Borderlands 3 so many times, man. I love the series to death. Um, I don't know what they would do with the Borderlands 3 now with that Destiny and all these looter shooter online experiences has come out. Like, will it be just a co-op four-people person game or will it be more of a Border Worlds game? Border Worlds instead of Borderlands. Like, they'll have multiple worlds with a bunch of people you can interact with in, like, armor. I talked about this on a podcast a long time ago, but I would love to see some more dimension to your character, your vault hunter in a Borderlands world, so maybe they'll have a little bit more of that. But this happens on March 28th, so I'm just like, hopefully that's what they're announcing, but they could be announcing anything because it's a 2K-related company, and 2K has other things that they have big franchises for, like Bioshock and other things. I would be happy for a new Bioshock as well. But I'm kind of just hoping that it is Borderlands 3, and we finally get some, you know more concrete details on when it might be releasing, even if it's just like, oh, fall 2019 or spring 2020, whatever. I would like to know that it's actually happening within, you know, the next 10 months or whatever. Because I've been waiting. This It's been, I don't know, seven years since Borderlands 2. It came out in 2012. They had the pre-sequel, but that wasn't by Gearbox directly. But then they went and they made, uh, what was that game? Battleborn, which got buried really quickly mostly because of Overwatch because of the confusion it was a completely different game but I played Battleborn I didn't really like how it played it was kind of crappy like the controls were kind of meh. Anyway and they have said that over 85 to 95% of their staff is working on Borderlands 3 so they gotta show something sooner rather than later. So I'm excited. It's just like a little tiny news story that I stretched out for a few minutes there for some reason. But yeah. And then last but not least is the Dreams. Dreams has a release date, technically. It's coming out in early access. So if you don't know what Dreams is, it's kind of like Media Molecule. They made Little Big Planet, which is basically you build your own stages in 2D space. In this one, Dreams, you build 3D stages. You can build anything in this game. It's kind of like. Create Your Own Game, The Game, and uh, it looks awesome. I've seen so much gameplay. I kind of like sat down one afternoon and just devoured a bunch of gameplay for this, and I haven't played it myself, and I really want to get into this. It's an early access. Basically, it's called The Creator's Early Access, and this is what they say on the official blog post on PlayStation.com says what is the creator's early access it says early access won't have everything that the full version of dreams will but you'll get 100 percent of the same dream tools that we have used every day at media molecule to make our content as well as fun deep interactive tutorials catering for catering for all skill sets and levels and medium molecule crafted arcade games ready to play and remix if you joined us during the beta period and publish your assets, you'll also have beta creation to return to. Along the way, we'll be adding more features, tutorials, arcade levels, and assets during the early access period as we build towards the full slate of launch content. So you pay $30, you get into this early access and you can build, you can play other people's builds, and it's going to drop for $30. And I think this, they're just saying it coming in the spring. I don't see an official release day, but there is if you go to the blog post on PlayStation about this you can sign up and get updates and get access to this for 30 bucks and whenever the game officially launches you get the full version of the game for 30 bucks as well so you get it early you can create mess around with other people's stuff and then when the game officially launches whenever that is cuz this game is huge like it took a long time for them to make they announced this in 2013 when they announced the PlayStation 4 like that's that's how long they've been working on this game but like I said, it's a game where you can make other people's games. Like, you can make other games inside here. You can make platformers. You can make 3D platforms. You can make first-person shooters. You can make experiential games. You can make a game where you just walk straight forward and the world changes around you. You can make whatever you can imagine. <laughs> so, it's ridiculous. Like, I've seen some of the creations so far. They Someone made, like, a PT level. Looks just like that, that uh, PT demo that they put out for Silent Hills that never came out, of course. And then they have... Uh, Someone made a Dead Space stage. And then I saw somebody make like basically kind of like a mini Skyrim-like world with a giant ice-covered mountain where you can fight a dragon with a bow and arrow. The graphics were a little bit minimal on that, but it was pretty deep. And they had like a conversation tree and everything. And then I saw another one where they had like a Dark Souls minigame. It's kind of like a Dark Souls boss. And you kind of rolled and you fought just like in Dark Souls. All the attacks had like, you know, that little bit of... uh, what is that word? what am i looking for? every every attack is very deliberate. That's the word i'm looking for. So when you push the attack button, you have to go through the entire attack animation and fight the boss and it's just like that in dreams. It's ridiculous, guys. Like is this is going to be one of the coolest games ever. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I know this sounds very hyperbolic and I'm I like to get hyped for stuff, but the creation tools in here are ridiculous. And I'm excited to see what happens. I'm just glad that they're finally saying it's coming out, even though it is early access. And I'm definitely going to be in there messing with it. And it has a PSVR mode that you can play and sculpt in VR with move controllers with, like, make your own 3D models in in VR. That's going to be fucking awesome. (laughs) I'm so excited for Dreams. So I was so stoked to see that they're finally going to release it. All right, it's time to wrap it up for the week, and thank you for listening to the show. If you want to have a conversation about this episode, you can go over to cartridgeclub.org slash forum, click on Frantic Thoughts, click on this episode, and we'll talk over there. You can also go to my YouTube channel, it's bit.ly slash sub, and there will be a video, there's not going to be a video, but there's a video that you can comment below for this podcast as well you can also follow me on twitter at frantic society that's frantic s-o-c-i-e-t-y on twitter and check out other cartridge club creators Uh, i'm sorry i just coughed really hard before this last section i'm still out of breath anyway (laughs) uh check out the other cartridge club creators at cartridgeclub.org there's lots of great videos and podcasts and blogs and all sorts of cool stuff over there And as always, thank you so much for listening to the show and all of my ramblings, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope to be making more episodes very, very soon. And I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Yeah. The, no, okay. sorry. Sorry, guys. The clock strikes upon the hour, and the sun begins to fade. Still enough time to figure out how to chase my blues away I've done all right up till now It's the light of day that shows me how But when the night falls, my loneliness calls